splits up everything. NHL free agency has come and mostly gone, and it was exactly as boring as everyone expected. Some teams signed some players, and a lot of names moved to teams that you won't remember they played for the next time you do a puck doku, but that's okay, because we'll talk about every single move before diving into a conversation about the St. Louis Blues. It's a lot to cover, sort of, and we're together in Jacksonville, so let's get started and let's go Iceman. July 9th, and we are together at last in person, not in St. Louis, Missouri, but in Jacksonville, Florida. Is this our first podcast ever recorded exclusively outside of the state of Missouri? Yeah, probably. Wow. I feel like I did, dude. I'd be one in Hawaii or something solo while we were down Maybe. there. I don't know. But that were you really ever count. somewhere else while I was also yeah, on vacation? Might be, but. You know, we're going to say... Whatever. It's definitely the first first one where we both are outside the St. Louis, Missouri in the same place. Interstatal. Yeah, exactly. Interstate, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Interstate commerce as the... I think we came up with it. The Congress has the right to regulate or the Supreme Court or whoever. Uh, What a a boring turd of an (laughs) off-season it's been so far. Uh, we've been gone for a little while. I think we announced, I think we warned that that would happen with all That's your right. exciting travels. Tell us about your travels, Ian. Um, I went to New York City and then I went to LA for a while and then, then I came here uh-huh. in Jacksonville, Florida, the, the most luxurious the, of the, the three. The crown jewel the, the of those three, of three destinations. Yeah, um, I thought so. It's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a up until exhausting. the last two days. It's been great. It's been yeah. It's been a little tiring, but uh-huh. saw Hamilton, saw Disneyland. Nice, nice. Uh, went to Times Square for five seconds. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, neat. And I'm like, let's get the f out of here. There's too many people. Mm-hmm. I'd been there before, but I don't think I'd been there when there's that many people there. Yeah, it's just a mass of humanity. Did you go to the Hollywood sign? Uh, yeah, we drove by the Hollywood nice, sign. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, that was pretty cool. Went to yeah, Hollywood Boulevard, ate some mm-hmm. In N Out, all the things you do. Rode Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice. Forget there's a little bit of a drop on that one. I literally watched like, the car in front of us like do the chink and then it's like uh, and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> I mean it's fine, but I'm like, how much of a drop are we talking here? There's kids on this after all. And Jordan Walker just broke his hand. So no yeah. big deal. <laughs> things going great for the Cardinals. I was like, let's preface this podcast by we're watching the Cardinals currently lose. No, no, they tied it. Oh, they did? Top prospect slash rookie of the year candidate did just take a pitch off the hand and go down in extreme discomfort. So, So, you know. know. It's all good, folks. The first half of this season has been tremendous, I'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah, it's Uh, only the first half. Anything can happen in the second half. That's right. They're giving his hand some squeezes. It looks like it's all going to be okay. Ooh, right off the nuts. Is there any bones jangling in there? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Jeez Louise. Oh, what a tragic season. What a tragic offseason for the Blues and for really the NHL in general. You know, we're going to talk about it all. I don't even know where to start. I guess we'll save the Blues talk to the end and just kind of go through some stuff. You know, the stuff for these teams. 
um, that made moves and talk about all of that. So I've gone back to to June twenty fourth oh, wow. uh, to talk to see who you know some of the last late re signings and stuff. Um, and we'll just go through them. You know, Connor Ingram signed. With <laughs> the, they're starting <laughs> off swinging. The Arizona Coyotes, three-year, $2 million cap hit. <laughs> Jordan Stahl, four-year extension in Carolina. Isn't he already a 1000 But the AAV's under $3 million, so it's all good. That's right. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois with the big 8.85, eight times $8.5 million extension with... Uh, well, technically, he signed it with Winnipeg, but that's, that's right. not who he's playing for. We'll talk about that trade later on. Um, let's see here. Alex Newhook is with Montreal now. We'll talk about that later on. Ivan Barbashev with the 5x5 five five contract in Vegas. Maybe the first interesting yeah. one here. I Your thought thoughts on make, the Ivan Barbashev yeah, extension? I thought he was going to make more than that, honestly. Maybe not in Vegas, but elsewhere. But I'm assuming, you know, you win a cup somewhere, you like it there, you're willing to sign for Maybe a little less to stay there, but also five million for Barbershop. That's that's quite good oh, for five years. It's too much, man. Oh yeah, that's definitely like uh, I'm gonna say two point five million. <laughs> too much. I mean, he he played really well in the playoffs. He looked really good with um, Eichel and Marcus. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've seen some people say, well, if it's that Barbershop, then they're fine. But is it that Barbershop? <laughs> I don't know. Is he this year's Barbershop or last year's times? 12 barbershop. That's right. And to be fair, for those who are getting their updates on the <laughs> live Cardinals game through what listening to this podcast hours from now, yeah. Jordan Walker is running the bases. So he appears to be fine, but we'll see. You don't need your hand to do that, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Timo Meyer, an 8 by 8.8 extension with the New Jersey Devils. That feels like a real good price for him. Especially because... As we all know, the cap's going up. Maybe that they were able to get that because he didn't have the greatest playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it was like, hey, buddy, we want to keep you here, but also you got to show us a little more. I mean, yeah, getting him for under nine, nine is pretty feels good. feels like a deal. A steal Man, and a deal. They're set up really quick, yeah? All of a sudden, that Devils team is like set up for a while. Yep. Yep, for sure. Uh, David Camp, four years, $2.4 million with Toronto. I mean, he's like a fine bottom six center. I guess that's mine, fine. Mine Camp. I don't know about four. <laughs> I don't know, about four years for that, but, you know, it's fine. And Sharon Govich, who got traded as part of the uh, Tyler Toffoli deal, signed with Calgary. Uh, let's see, Jacob Warson, one year with the Senators. Tyler Tucker, two-year extension with the Blues, giving us nine uh, one-way contracts on defense. Yeah. A lot of people making a lot of that, folks. I got to warn you, all it means is that we're swapping Cali Rose into <laughs> nowhere at the Friggin' end yeah. of training camp. That just means, will they clear waivers? Yeah, yes, exactly. they will. No, they won't. Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. Um, Corey Perry, one year, four million with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. They got to pay somebody, I guess. It's a little sad. I mean, I know we don't play some of our divisional rivals as much as you think we do every year, but it'll be annoying to have to play Corey Perry like four times a year. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about uh, July 1st now and all the exciting signings that happened. Uh, the Clem Costin, the real Clem Shady, got traded to um, Detroit in a pure cap dump, which was kind of weird because they traded Kaylor Yamamoto and Clem Costin and both were free agents, right. so I don't really get how it's a cap dump, but I guess they were both RFAs, so they would have had to pay him oh, something. yeah. Um, Could you just not qualify them? I would think, yeah. I but, don't know. No, 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 it was a thing. Um, Clem got two years uh, by two million per year 
fine. You know, good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys are playing, though. Yikes, I don't know about that. Um, Oliver Ackman Larson going to the Florida Panthers after he got bought out by um, Vancouver. Vancouver making a good call not to let that keep going. Just bite the bitter pill. Right. And, you know, Jim Pinning puts you in this position. It's not your fault. Just buy him out and get rid of him. <laughs> it's um, not your fault. Yeah. So um, he is signing one point. He's signing a, a one-year deal at $2.25 million with Florida. I think that's fun for Florida. He could yeah. be good. He could maybe be good. I don't think he'll be good, but How he could be country? one year. One year. Oh, yeah. See, that's, yeah. Maybe he recovers a little bit there. He's out of the limelight. I mean, you know, he wasn't really in the limelight in, uh, or in uh, Arizona, but, you know, he definitely was in Vancouver. And mm-hmm. It was already a, a trade that they didn't like fan-wise, so... Yeah, maybe you'll do better in Florida where there's just not as much coverage of you. And I don't know. Florida seems to do well with some of these, like, forgotten players mm-hmm. as of now. So, yeah, you could fit in and be have a quiet little season down there. Yeah, I was seeing, I think I was on Puck Soup. They were like, the real, um, I forget what word they used. It was some fancy word. But, like, the real bargains and free agency yeah. are those guys that just got bought out because they don't need to make their money from you, you know? They got to oh, yeah. be able to pay them. So. That's true. Um, Jesper Fast, two years, $4.8 million to stay with Carolina. Adam Fantilli signs his entry-level deal with Columbus. Antti Ranta signs for one year to stay with Carolina. And Ryan O'Reilly, shame oh. of all shame, signs four years, $4.5 million per season with Nashville, bringing to uh, an end the hopes of us re-signing him. What were your thoughts, Ian? I mean, it's a little gross to be signing with Nashville, i got to yeah. say. Those... Those jerseys honestly look good on nobody. I'm not a big fan of the, the all mustard. And it'll be sad to see him there. Um, it's a little confusing why he chose Nashville, period. But I'm assuming that they just were probably offering them the most term and the most money comparably mm-hmm. uh, to anywhere else. And he's like, well, I've got my cup. You know, I'm sure he likes St. Louis and Nashville, you know, very similar in the sense that it's kind of, you know, a mid-market team. Um probably a nice area to to have your family in and uh yeah it's it's just several blues perspective because i definitely thought there was a chance maybe not now that we had kevin hayes but there was a chance that maybe he came back um but i don't think i would have wanted him for four years so you know best of luck to him it's kind of weird that he's on this rebuilding team but hey maybe by year three or four they'll be in a better place and he can be playing third line minutes or something yeah um, yeah, I agree. It's, they also needed a center. I mean, they got rid of Johansson Duke. and Duchesne. So. Yeah, their team is real frankenstein for real. Uh, Ryan Reeves, three years, $4.05 million total to go to Toronto. Yikes. I mean, good for him. Good for you. Good for Ryan. Yeah, Get great. He's 36 now. He's I, an old, yeah. old man. I mean, How many games do you think he's played? Do you think he's played 600 games? Uh, he's been around so long, but he doesn't play like 82 games a season. I bet you he's played oh, God dang. 600. 828. Oh, wow. Is this dude going to get 1,000? No, probably not. Oh, he should, though. That'd be awesome. Wait, if he averages 60 a year... Yeah, he'll he be a thousand. Those. Good for him. Good for you, Ryan. I mean, he turned. I I would have never thought Ryan Reeves when we had him was going to turn into like the the tough fourth man. liner. Yeah. yeah, like the tough guy around the league. Like, I mean, he was really good here, and I know people like talked about him like that. But I would have thought, you know, team or two after this, he's kind of now he's in the HL. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he just kind of drifts away, and not like 
has a whole career after we trade him. So good for him. Yeah. Luke Shin signs a three-year deal uh, for 2.75 per season with the Predators as well. Good for Braden. They get to be close. They get oh, to yeah. see each other a lot. Quick little four-hour drive or like half-second plane yeah. ride to get between. Would you ever, like, I don't know if I would ever drive or fly to Nashville. It's just such a drive. Yeah, like, why would like you? five hours. I mean, it yeah. kind of feels the same It's not even Chicago a five. Sometimes. It's like four, four and a half. Maybe. Yeah, it's just like, eh. I can get to the outskirts of Nashville on one tank. So I mean, for real, if you give the if no, you, I can get through Nashville on one tank. I was like, actually. if you take the fact that you have to like go to the airport however early and go through like security and like board and all that stuff, get your bag when you land. Like, you're it's pretty comparable. You're like saving two hours, maybe, uh-huh. but it's like, yeah, yeah. I like the convenience of driving for sure. I like to have control. Uh, <laughs> Blake Wheeler and Jonathan Quick both signed dirt cheap deals with the New York Rangers, trying to ride that lightning, baby. Yeah. But that's a great pickup on Blake Wheeler for 800 k after a Oh, buyout. yeah. Holy crap. Um, he's not as good as he once was, but I don't think he's that For bad. under a million? Yeah. For real. I'm like, holy crap. Jonathan Quick, uh, eight twenty five. I do think he's wasted, but you know what? Yeah. He's totally wasted. What are you going to lose? JVR signs with Boston for one year at a million. Eunice Corpusallo, a five-year deal worth uh, four million a season with the Ottawa Senators. Weird. Imagine making your commitment to that as your goalie. Like, like if four million, fine. You can get other guys or whatever. But I just don't. Just I feel like, like they constantly make bad decisions in that. Yeah. And even if it's just like recommit to this guy for not a lot of money, sometimes it's like, well, that guy didn't work out either. Yeah. Uh, roasty toasty Tyson Josty uh, stayed with. Buffalo for a million or for two million a year for one year. Was he traded there like recently? I guess we'll know in a minute. Yeah, so kind of he know. Must I don't been, feel like he was there that He long. must have been traded there some at some time recently. Uh, Cam Talbot, a one year deal with LA. Freddie, Freddie Anderson, two years to stay with Carolina. Man, Carolina is on the other end of the uh, goalie thing where they're like constantly signing one and two year deals with good enough goalies, oh, yeah. you know, and then like. Making it work because their defense is so good. Uh, Connor Brown signed a one-year deal um, with the Edmonton Oilers. I'm very confused. It says that the total is $4.25 million, but then that it's a one-year deal at $750,000 a year. So that must be a misprint. Um, I'm assuming the 775 number is good, but it's he's a, a good player. It's a range. It's a range. Yeah, it's, he's got a lot. It's very bonus laden. <laughs> you got to do a lot for us, Connor. Yeah, I did, for some reason I did hear he was going there. I don't really know why. Like there was some people connection. are people are excited, and people think it's another Tampa to or Toronto to whatever guy. Our old friend Eric Johnson, after like 12 years in Denver, signs with the Buffalo Sabers for one year at 3.25 million. Okay. Morgan Geeky goes to Boston for two years at two million. James Reimer goes back to Detroit, I believe. I mean, not immediately back to Detroit, but he's been in Detroit before. I'm pretty sure. Connor Clifton signs three years for ten million with Buffalo. Man, there's a lot of nobodies here. <laughs> this Dmitry Orlov deal, though, Carolina gets him for two years at seven point seven five million a year. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is a stud deal. That's smart. Because, like, you don't commit long-term, but you yeah. get a really good defenseman for two years. I think that's a great deal. I'm surprised that's what he signed. I'm surprised he only yeah. signed for two he years. He is uh, 31, so I guess maybe he thinks he can get one more decent deal yeah, after this. Yeah, with but the like, cap. Yeah. 
But yeah, what do I mean, they have on defense there now? Oh my god, they're so stacked. Um, it's like Orlov and Burns and Pesci and Slavin. Yeah, and then um, I guess eventually, uh, what's his face here of the Flyers? D'Angelo. Did that trade finally happen? It was supposed to be legal yesterday. Uh, let's see: Orlov, Slavin, Slavin, Burns, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, um, Dylan Coffin, Jake Chatfield, and like you said, presumably uh, D'Angelo joining the mix. And but the other great thing, there's <coughs> nobody on this defense signed for more than two years. Everybody's hey, uh, God. Done it. To be as well run as the <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes. What just happened in this game? Paul DeYoung did something worthwhile. Did he have a home run? No. Couldn't be. Did just a did? double. Just oh, a double. Okay. But he scored a Hey, but that's worth that's worth something. Go ahead, right? Four yeah, three four now? three. All right. Top of the tenth. Oh, and then their button. A little small ball. It's a little small ball. Um, where were we at here? Where were we at? Orlov. Ian Cole to Vancouver. And then he stole some, stole the number from, um, they were, did you hear, did you see that Someone whole Someone who died like yeah. a long time ago and then they were like, you got to change that. And I was like, okay. But, but it seemed like it was. But it was like an unspoken rule that they never spoke to him yeah. and then people were like mad at him for taking oh, the yeah. number and it was like. That's on the organization. Couldn't you also just have the number? Ian like, Cole can't him? just know, yeah. you know, you know. Like if somebody came here, obviously we've done it with like Maroon and people, but if somebody came here and took numbers and they were like, "What number do you want?" and he was like, uh, "Number seven. and we were like, and the organization was like, "Cool," but then the fans were like, "You can't have that. That's like semi-retired. Like that's not his fault for now." Yeah, I'd be like, "Also, we're the organization. You're just a bunch of fans. Like yeah. you can wear here." Exactly. I don't like that brand or that Brandon Sod's wearing number twenty, but you know, that's right. Just is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just naming people as I see them. I'm not going through every <laughs> single signature signing here. Mackenzie Blackwood, four point seven million over two years by San Jose. Fine. Huh. Milan Lucic goes back to Boston. All they need to do is reunite the team with Tory Krug, baby. That's Come right. get it. We got one missing it's piece. It's all yours. Max Pacioretty, one year, two million for Washington. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, Radko Gudis, one of two very strange Anaheim Ducks signings, three years, huh. four million a season. I mean, fine, but also like, why? Huh. You know. Um, so we can scream at the opposition goalie. That's right. Uh, and then we've got um, Carson Soucy, three years, three point two five million per with Vancouver. Mm. Connor Sheary, three years, two million per with Tampa Bay. Um, Daniel Sprong, one year, two million. Jeff Merrick's going to be so upset. He goes to Detroit. Matt Duchesne, one year, three million with Dallas. That's a good deal. That's oh, yeah. a steal. Screw How him. much money? Three million. Okay. Yeah, for a year. Um, Miles Wood signs a six-year deal with the Colorado Avalanche, but just for two point five million. I mean, I guess it's fine. I don't but. understand. I think some people tweeted out about how it's just like there's always some or a handful of like role players that get like long-term deals, and it won't be for that Sisson's much money. One. But it's like, why did you give yeah. them for that long? What's it's the like, point? well, we cut the AAV down from two point nine million, and it's like, okay, I mean, now he's here for is him, that yeah. worth it? No. Yeah, I don't get um, it. We'll see another one of those coming up here, I'm sure. Jason Zucker, one year, $5.3 million to go play in Mullet Arena. Good for him. I mean, good I didn't even think you, he was worth like $3 million anymore. That's so I'm like, right. sure, that's really good. That's right. Um, Let's see. Craig Smith, one year deal, Dallas for a million. They're loading up. Cody Glass, <laughs> two year deal, $2.5 million extension with Nashville. 
Ryan Paling is a flyer now, apparently. He's only 24. Cool. Kevin Shattenkirk, up to Baston. One year, 1.05 million, excuse me. Nick Bonino, another cheap signing by the New York Rangers. Got that cup experience, baby. Blake Wheeler doesn't have any freaking cup experience. <laughs> Wait, does he? Was he on Boston like forever ago when they won? He, might he was been. forever ago, but was he? I don't know if he was there then. But. I don't know. Who knows? Um, Laurent Brassois goes back to Winnipeg where they called him a backup, which, you know, he will be again. So I guess that works out. Troy Stetcher goes to the Arizona Coyotes. Drake Kajula is still in this league. Uh, <laughs> Alex Killorn, four years, $6.25 million with Anaheim. I don't get it. Okay. You got to pay somebody. Nolachari gets the bag with a three-year, $2 million per season deal with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Good for him. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Penguins must have just announced all their signings in one group because they're all in a row here. Oh, yeah. uh, Tristan Jari, five-year, $5.375 million contract Please. extension. Like, bad, but like also, who else? Yeah, you know? like, yeah. I'm... I don't know. Unless there's someone in their like system, but yeah, unproven. They also got Nadelkovich for a year at one point five million. Ryan Graves, six years, four point five million. Like he's a fine defenseman. I don't know about six years, but he's yeah. fine. Where did he play last year? New, or New, New Jersey? Jersey, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nick Bugstad goes to Arizona, two years. Uh, let's see. Drouin goes to Colorado. Man, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Scott Mayfield, seven years, three point five million. And um, somewhere in here, let me find the... I'll just skip it later if I can find it now. Where are you, Ingvall? <clears throat> Pierre Ingvall, seven years, three million. These are the Lou Lamorello, I'm going to be dead before these are over contracts. Oh, yeah. Wait, they signed Mayfield for seven years? Seven years, three million. But... Hey, at least he signed people. You know yeah. what I mean? At least it wasn't announced. He's not being obtuse and announcing his signings on freaking whatever... September 30th. Oh, yeah. But to their credit, they also locked up Ilya Sorokin, eight years, $8.25 million. Eight years, $8.25 Which is a million. lot, but he's also Holy the crap. best goalie, one of the best goalies. So he's like, got the second highest paid goalie behind Bobrovsky, right? I don't know if there's any other goal, or maybe other than like Price. Until Hellebuck gets his him. deal, and then Price, yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know any other goalies that are making that much money. Let's find out. Holy Let's cow. Let's find out. I mean, yeah, players, good for him. He's very, very good. Active players. Where are we going? Uh, where's role? Where's position? Position. I need position. Give me their position. I want. You know can tell that I. All right. Um, sometimes I pe- forget people are listening to us. All right. Uh, <laughs> Carey Price, Sergei Bobrovsky, right, Andre Vasilevsky, nine point five million, and then it jumps down to John Gibson. Vasilevsky's making how much? Nine point five. Oh wow. Okay. Um, pretty good though. Bowen Byron, two-year deal, under four million per for uh, the Avalanche to stay there. Fine. Eric Schalgren, uh, one-year deal with New Jersey. Fine. Lars Eller still in the lead, two years, two point four five million to go to Pittsburgh. Fine. He's old. Man. He's thirty-four. He's younger than Ryan Reeves. <clears throat> but he's older than me, which makes him old. That's right. Uh, John Klingberg, a one-year deal. Up for just over four million to go to Toronto. <coughs> Ian's dying. Dude, prepare to be fucking roasted. Yeah, John Klingberg. God, like he's gonna get ripped. Uh, I mean, he's made eleven million dollars over the last yeah, year I mean, signing one-year deals. So you know, where's no hate, but yikes. Uh, all right, 
let's pick up the pace. Brian Dumoulin, two years to go to Seattle. Who cares? Vladislav Nemestikov, two years in Winnipeg. Uh, we got Grigory Denisenko with the Florida Panthers. John for Tom for Comfer, five years, 5.5 million for Detroit. Where's your plan, Stevie? I know, Stevie? Steve. I don't know what's That's going just on a player, anymore. my guy. I mean, not, I'm nothing against John for Tomper, but they, that's just a player. Who's the guy from Winnipeg they have on their team now? That he went Winnipeg, then he got traded to the Rangers at the uh, trade deadline like Andrew last year. Cop. Cop. Isn't yeah. he like making that much money? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he's still there, right? They got a whole team of guys. Oh, God. Bro. That's not the only Detroit contract we got to get Uh-oh. to here. I think uh, Michael Bunting three years four point five million for Carolina. They're going to be good next year. They're going to be. I mean, they're going to still be yeah. Carolina, and they're going to be great until they're beaten into the pavement oh, yeah. by somebody in the playoffs. Oh, they're so. such a that's such a weird team <laughs> yeah. where I'm just like you're so good and just. <laughs> they always like flop out of the playoffs too. They is never just like, like. I mean, this wasn't quite the same, but is this just the Blues again? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, at least from a, another team's perspective, like wow, such a good team, and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it must damn. be. Um, Ryan Donato, two years in, in Chicago. Um, let's see here. Alex Lyon, two years, 900K per for the Detroit Red Wings. That's Super fine. Though, get some money. Uh, Alex Kerfoot, two years, 7 million. Uh, that's total for Arizona. That's fine. Um, good for Arizona to pick up a couple players. Tyler Pitlick, our old friend, one year deal with the Rangers. Um, what will we do without him? Sam Steele, one year deal with the, uh, Dallas Stars, Shane Gostaspare, one year, $4.125 million deal with Detroit. Uh, Andrew Cagliano returns to Colorado. That's Cagliano, Colorado. That's fun. Uh, our old friend Nico Mikola, three years, $2.5 million to go to the Florida Panthers. Get okay. a little grit in size. I don't know about 2.5 for Mikola, but, you know, it's fine. He's fine. He looked okay in the playoffs. Man, you hit the, you hit the open market, you just start making money. That's right. We brought back Mac Mac. We'll talk about <coughs> that in a minute. Garnet Hathaway, two-year deal with Philadelphia. Man, this was a boring free agent class, my guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Who else we got to talk about? Christian Fisher, one-year deal with Detroit. That's fine. Evan Rodriguez, four-year deal, $3 million per with Florida, that feels a little... Uh, I'm not sure about that. He's fine. He's fine. Jack Johnson resigns with um, the Colorado Avalanche. Do people just give him money because they're saying... I think so. They're I like, your buddy. Yeah. Make sure your parents don't touch us. That's right. <laughs> Kaylor Yamamoto is now a Seattle Kraken. That's good for them. Tyler Bertuzzi, one-year $5.5 million deal with... Uh, Toronto, great pickup for them. Going to mm-hmm. replace a lot of that bunting. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously he's going to be on a one-year deal. They did give him a no-movement clause, which I think is funny. A full NMC. Yeah, and I would roast them, except, like, if they're trading him at the deadline, it's a disaster anyway oh, for them. Yeah. So, like, you know, whatever. True, um, true, true. Calvin DeHaan, Tampa Bay. Uh, Akito Hirose is in the league still. He's a two-year deal with Vancouver. Who's Max that? Domi, a one-year deal for $3 million. He's a player I knew from Chill. I know. Oh, okay. Like... Uh, Max Domi, a one-year deal, $3 million Toronto. That's also fine. You finally get the Ty Domi son coming home. Coming <laughs> home. Coming home. Mark Stahl to Philadelphia. Travis Hamanick to stay in Ottawa, but for a lot less money, which I guess is fine. Um, Martin Faraveri, a three-year, $2.675 million per extension with Washington. David Reinbacher, the much-maligned David Reinbacher, signed his ELC 
with Montreal. Uh, Julian Gauthier, uh, two-year deal with New York. Um, Dylan Schamberg, <coughs> two-year deal with Winnipeg. Don't know who that is. Uh, Andrew Crystal, one of the guys that we didn't take with our later oh, two yeah. first-round picks, signed his ELC with Washington. I'm always surprised when like a late, late-round guy, oh, yeah. like, like, you ain't uh, playing this year, my guy. But I don't know. Maybe I want to burn win. those years. Sure. Andrew Kopitar, a two-year, seven million dollar per uh, extension with LA. I mean, he's still very good. So, yeah. You know. Uh, Belmar to Seattle. Henestrosa to Pittsburgh. Will Borgen uh, staying in Seattle. Andreas Janssen staying or returning or something to Pittsburgh. Maybe he was never there. Captain was just there. Oh, um, but Andreas Janssen is. Uh, Former Leaf and what's his face is the uh, president. So there you go, no, getting his right. guys back. You're right, uh, and that's it as far as the signings. <laughs> that's about it. So that's what we got, baby. I was like, and left out there is Tarasenko and Kane and who else is still out there? Uh, yeah, let's see, Dumba, Dumba, um, NHL free agents. There's still, still a fair amount. Available. Yeah, Sun, Sunquest obviously not on that level, but. Um, Let's see. To sorted by pa- cap hit last year, Kane, Taves, Tarasenko, to bring cats in RFA. Yeah. Dumba, Josh Bailey. That's a very you know oh, yeah, they fine him player. Um, Thomas Tatar, uh, Oscar Kleffbaum, Jake Gardner still available. Has he played in years though? I don't know if he's yeah. Like, like I feel like it's Eunice Donskoy. Was he the one? No, it was Nachushkin who had that super weird, like disappeared oh, from yeah, the playoff story. Um, Anton Kudoba is out there. Is that Cassie and Jesse Pool party? Um, Oscar Sunquist. Patrice, Kudoba, Patrice Bergeron. That guy's like 37. That's right. Ethan Bear is a player that, like, if I was the Blues, I'd definitely be looking at. Cardinals won, by the way. Good for them. Um, yeah, there's still some good pieces. Caleb Jones, another player I'd definitely be looking at if uh, I was the Blues, you know? But, who's the, who's the, um... Guy they just didn't qualify or Detroit like put on waivers. Zadina. Oh yeah, there's another. He's guy. out there. Cardin Blues don't have any money, but they should sign all three of those players That's and right. trade people with much bigger contracts right. and not give up any futures. <laughs> and then they'll be sold. Easy. <laughs> then they'll be fixed. Just put Krug on waivers, like people say you should. Oh my God, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, so let's go back to some trades. We acquired Kevin Hayes. We talked about that on the last podcast. We got Kevin Hayes. <clears throat> yeah, I'm over here, brother. That's what he sounds like. Folks, That's he's a got perfect a real, impression. He's got a real, what I'm going to call, dumb voice. Yeah, <laughs> with love. Um, Alex Newhook, I can't remember if we discussed this, but they get a first <coughs> and a third, Colorado does, to send him to so, Montreal. But why? Because I thought he was like, good think, or something. I think they didn't want to rely on him as their second center this year, mm. but he was an RFA, so they knew they'd have to pay him. Oh, okay. Um, and they just decided to cut bait. I don't know. I think it's like, I think it's probably, a, they probably got fair value for him, a late first. And, oh, yeah. You know, and, I think they did good. Like, they but did like good. Montreal probably also made a smart yeah. decision, you know. It's a so. real hockey trade. <clears throat> Speaking of hockey trades, Pierre-Luc Dubois to the Los Angeles Kings. The Winnipeg Jets do not get a first-round pick. They get a second-round pick, and it's next year. Uh, but they get Rasmus Kapari, Alex Iafalo, and Gabe Velarde. Now, there are people who say um, this was a 
sell high situation on the part of the Kings on some of those guys. Mm. Um, I think I I saw somewhere where someone was saying Gabe Velarde has very similar advanced numbers to Dubois. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and it was like, and that's just, that's like if you had it one for one or you're just comparing one player to, or Dubois to Velarde, but like, You've also got Ayafalo and Kapari in the deal and like a second round pick. It's like, uh, I don't know, man. I Winnipeg did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think especially for a team like Winnipeg, where they have so much trouble keeping, getting and keeping players, just to get several young yeah. controlled pieces. <clears throat> and until they move Connor Hellebuck, they have to pretty much be planning to compete. You know, like if they can't trade him. They got to go for it this year, pretty much. So, like, right. I don't know. I think they, I think they did pretty good here for sure. Yeah, um, and you needed pieces to. I mean, Blake Wheeler is not great defensively, but he's still a good offensive threat. You buy him out. You need pieces to replace him. I mean, I follow is a really good player. Lardy is too. Kapari, I don't know if he's like I've heard the name, but I don't know if he's played much for yeah, the he's, game. He's just fine, I think. Yeah, you know? but um. Yeah, like you said, you it's hard to get people that necessarily want to play Winnipeg, so you get folks in trades, and that's where they're going to play, and hopefully you're getting a better culture there with like Wheeler out the door and, maybe, and Dubois out the door. Um, it, might, it might work out for them in the end, really. Dubois I, to L.A., I feel like, is cool. They've got a great center depth now between Kopitar, Dubois, and uh, who's the other one? Who's the other Frenchie? The Montreal guy was going to make you remind me. Oh, no. Uh, we'll figure it out. It's, it, does it also start with a D? Probably. It starts with a D. Dubois and... Deneau. Deneau, yes. Like, that's... that's, that's Phil, some Phil Deneau's maybe. 30? Yeah. Yeah, um... I guess I'm just not that sold on Pierre. Oh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's worth the eight whatever million for sure, and not for that long. Holy crap! Like, not a great deal. Like, I guess you see what you can do, and you just hope that having him helps offload Kopitar a bit. But I think if that doesn't work, like, it's like a two year window to me. It's like if this doesn't work, and then Kopitar retires or whatever, you know, or the end of his contract, he goes somewhere else. Like, and you've just got. Dubois is your number one center now. I'm like, uh, and they still great. have um, uh, what's his name? The second overall pick oh, yeah. two years ago. Byfield. Byfield. Yeah. And I, I don't know what his like trajectory is supposed to be now. I really need. I really need like uh, Corey Promen to get off his ass and start That's doing those like organizational doing pieces. Um, but like. I, maybe they think Byfield is like a future number one or number yeah. two center, in which case that's probably problem solved. But like, I don't think I don't think Deneau and Dubois are like a one two on a cup winning team. Right. They're probably a one two on a pretty good team. I do feel bad for Byfield. He's only like twenty one. Like he's very young, and I think he's still gonna work out as a player. But I think Jeff Merrick has said this before, and um, I think you and I would definitely agree with this sentiment when we talk about like blues players and stuff too, it's like when you have young players, you want to put barriers in front of them to kind of make them earn their spot. And be like, mm-hmm. Okay. You're not just going to be our first line or second line center. There's other guys here and we're going to kind of shelter you a bit and let you learn. But at a certain point you have to like remove the barriers and just see what you have. And like they sink or swim and then you just know, and then you can move forward. 
with like your organization and it's like I just feel like they don't give Quinton Byfield enough space on that team I mean he had an injury in like his first season or whatever with them but like they just don't give him the space to see what they have that he's always on the third line or he's that wing or something it's like yo you gotta like see if he's any good I just feel like this could have been your opportunity <laughs> rather than rather than having to go out and get Dubois but it seemed like from day one of Dubois being available this offseason, they were like the front runner to get him. So, for some reason, someone in that organization really loves him. Um, who was Mark Bergevin? I think he's there, he's in their front office at some capacity. And I'm like, that screams uh, Mark Bergevin. I'm like, Let's just go get Pierre Luc Dubois. That'll solve our, our center issues. It's just, yeah, it's it's fine. It's just too much money. If that was the Blues, like, with the, you know, just swap the Kings organization on the Blues, if that was my team, I'd be like, this, this is getting dicey. Your mm-hmm. forward group getting a little dicey here. And, like, you kind of, I don't know what their pipeline's like, but you kind of, like, chop off a bit of your depth, too. Like, you don't have follow anymore. You don't have Velarde, like... Who's around there that you're going to, I don't know, that's going to score other than your centers? Like, I'm trying to think. Don't they have Arvidsson? They have, um, oh, they have the other former Predator that was with the Wild for a while. What's his name? Uh, I'm so mad at this right now. Uh, wait, a forward? Yeah, yeah. He Fiala. signed last Kevin year. Fiala. Yeah, Fiala. Yeah. I did it. So I guess they have some people who can score. But yeah, I just don't know. It seemed like they were in a really good spot, and now I feel like they're already kind of rushing themselves into closing their cup window. Oh yeah, for it, sure. It's there, but it's on a it's on a bit of a timer, which is kind of crazy because it seems like it was just yesterday that they finally reopened their window yeah. in the first place. For sure. Um, moving on from that trade... Uh, the Mackenzie Blackwood was a sixth round pick to Shar- the Sharks. That's how they got him. That's cool. Tyler Toffoli for uh, Igor Sharangovich <coughs> and a third round pick. Pretty good deal for the um, Devils. Not great for the Flames, but you're getting a rid of a guy who's demanding not to yeah, didn't want to play there. You know, so like, what are you gonna do? Ross Colton for a second round pick. Colorado Avalanche. That's fine. Riley Smith uh, to the Pittsburgh for a third round pick. Man, Vegas. They're as cutthroat as it gets, yeah. baby. Thanks they for did the that cup. whole Get like out. they did that whole like the original six on yeah. the ice for the puck drop of game five or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, Get the fuck out. Now there's original five losers. Now it's original. Yeah, we're getting rid of Colasars out of here in a second, or whoever it is. Um, Josh Bailey went to uh, Chicago. That's oh, Chicago okay. bought him out, I guess. Or uh, did they trade him with Chicago and then Chicago yeah, bought him out? Yeah, I think that must have been what happened. Uh, we mentioned Yamamoto and Costin to uh, Detroit for future considerations. Corey Perry for a seventh-round pick. Joel Edmonton to Washington for oh, okay. a third and a seventh-round pick with 50% of his salary retained. That's, like, fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, the Devils got Colin Miller for a fifth-round pick. That's, like, probably a really good acquisition to kind of shore up that hole by losing Graves, you know? Get somebody way ch- cheaper. Anthony Duclair to the Sharks. Who's the other defenseman they're probably going to have this year? Nemec? For the Devils? Wasn't he there? Was he a second? Oh, uh, they might have Nemec. They'll definitely have Luke Hughes, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They so, got there. Yeah. Uh, they're in pretty uh, good shape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Pat Maroon to the Minnesota Wild, which Marf. is just like, bleh, whatever. 
Um, God, what a dull off season. It was dull, but it also felt like everyone moved. Like, everyone's like... But like, like, no one of consequence, but yeah. All the third pairing, bottom six guys all shifted. Tim the Toolman Taylor did call um, this prospect camp the best the team has ever had, though. So, you know, Dollar Bill showing out. I heard a lot of good things about Dollar Bill Dvorsky. I heard him and um, Bull Duke look good. Yeah. Let's transition to some blues talk, because why not? Um, we've got, we talked about Hayes last time. We signed Tucker to a two-year deal. We mentioned that earlier. On free agency day, as anyone, you know, reasonably expected, we did almost nothing. Cool to bring back Mackenzie McEachern, I guess. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, we got also Josh Jacobs from, um, the... That's a made-up person. Yeah, from the Avalanche. No, no word on if Jingleheimer Schmidt came (laughs) with him, but we'll find out. hey Wyatt Kalanick, I've at least heard of. Those are, you know... Presumably AHL guys, uh, and then Malcolm Subban, uh, who my, our friend uh, Anthony from uh, Die by the Blade in <coughs> Savers Land over there in Buffalo loves Malcolm Subban. So uh, he said we had to take good care of him. We will. Yeah. Uh, he was also at Jordan Bennington's wedding this week, so yeah, he must see, have, must have had a relationship from the AHL days. Oh yeah, probably. were they both in Boston? Maybe, maybe Hershey when he was there. Yeah, maybe. Providence or wherever. Yeah. Um, in any case, he, you know, I you you assume he'll be the um, Hofer's on a one way deal, right? So he'll definitely yeah, be in the yeah. AHL. But um, but you know, he could be call up certainly if somebody gets injured or something happens. You He's know, because sometimes you don't back. know what's going to happen, and then you know something happens. That's right. So you trade Jordan Bennington. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll see. In any of those guys, except maybe McEachern on the NHL roster in an ideal world, they're all on two-way two-way deals, excuse me. Oh, no, excuse me. McEachern is on a one-way deal, so oh. I guess he's... Well, yeah. I mean, we lost Pitlick, and yeah. I don't know if he was just... I mean, McEachern will also be like your whatever, your 13th forward sort of thing, Yeah. So. A lot of box we got time. the cheapest little trophy for prospect camp for them to carry around. Put that. <laughs> You've won. Probably came from crown trophies on man. Dollar Bill Dvorsky didn't come to put on a that's hat right. and wear a <laughs> that's t-shirt right. and pick up a stupid. That was a great thing. quote. I did like that. I oh, did yeah. like that. He seems like he's got some fire. The that's kids right. got some fire. I can't wait for the prospect pyramid. It's finally gonna be fun again. I know. Hooray! <laughs> we finally have prospects to talk about. He's from... Folks, we don't even want this team to succeed. You can ask anyone on Twitter. Anybody who follows us. Yeah, if you read our tweets, you'll know we hate the Stainless Blues. I said uh, Saboka last time was from uh, Slovakia, and I was dead wrong. He's Czech. Wow, you're racist. Or from Czechia, whatever we're going with these days. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I heard Prospect Camp was a lot of fun. I probably would have gone if I was in town for it at all. Um, I mean, you got a lot of guys that showed up and, and played well between Dollar Bill and Bull Duke and Snuggerud and even guys like Zach Dean um, that we got in our, our trade earlier this year, uh, the barbership trade. Yeah, like there's a lot to be pleased with. I'm trying to think, who's the guy? We never talked about rounds two through seven and who we got, but they got some other um, Slovakian guy. That people were like, oh, that's quite the pickup, or whatever, at like round 
four, I think it was. We had like two back-to-back picks in round three or four. Do you remember who that was? Which year? There's like this year. There's like a Slovakian guy we picked like oh, in the yeah, third yeah, or fourth yeah. round that people the really people liked. Love. Um, they were like, oh yeah, that's a good pickup. Let me find out. I don't know that I heard much about him at the prospect camp, but it was like Juradge, wasn't it? Something Juradge. Yeah, yeah. We got our own Juradge. It took a while, but we got one. Juradge Pekarik. Yeah, Pekar- yeah. Or Pekarchik. Pekarchik. Quentin Burns. We got some good names. Jacob Stancil. Paul Fisher. Boo. Boo. You're just a white guy. Was he a defense? And he was too? a Blackhawks fan, yeah. Boo. That's right. People gotta understand that we can't draw can't draft Blackhawks fans ever. Um never, ever, not once. Yeah, so the blues I think people people seem to think that um that uh there's going to be moves still or that we're going to trade um, somebody for something. Yeah, I mean, there was a or lot still of... still get rid of Krug. I don't understand why people think this. I mean, there was a lot of talk prior to the draft, right? Like, yeah. even just days before or day of the first round and everything that, like, oh, you got to watch the Blues. Blues are going to do something. They got three first-round picks, you know. They're, they're, things are going to be on the move. And then, obviously, they made all of those picks. And... Mm-hmm. It does still make you wonder a little bit. I can understand of being like, well, there's all this smoke, but no fire. Maybe there is, but they, no one just wanted those picks. And so now we're going to try other avenues. But like, again, until that happens, this is the team you have right now. And it's a team that I'm honestly probably a little higher on than you are. But like, it's the defense is still like, the issue and the fact that they didn't really do anything with the defense and that you basically have Armstrong out here actively saying, I mean, literally saying like, well, you know, I know people always harp on our defense, but like we're, this is the same defense that got us 109 points and we just need them to be better and stuff. And it's like, yeah, again, I don't, what do I expect them to say? They're trash and I tried to trade them all and no one bit. So fuck me. Like, no, yeah. but it's just, it's just frustrating when you're like, well, it's, the same it's the same thing we had as last year plus Kevin Hayes yeah. plus Vrana and Kapanen for yeah, like the I mean, whole I, season I don't think I hate this team like when I say they're not competitive yeah. I don't mean like they couldn't sneak into a playoff spot oh, yeah. literally any team could sneak I mean into I a think they spot. could definitely I think they're a wild card team I don't think people are like scratching their heads like how did that happen it's like yeah they got people that can score and they've got a, a pretty decent forward core yeah. if, if the defense plays up their potential, I think that is a playoff team. If the defense plays up potential, I still don't even think that's, you know, a cup team or, like, a deep-run team. And I guess that's okay because this is supposed to be a transition year. I guess I just wish there was, like, I was seeing more of a transition already. It just feels like this is more of, like, a, a wait year, which I kind of get just because, you know, there's no... There's no increase in the cap, and it's whatever, $1 million. And then, mm-hmm. But this next year is supposed to be the big increase. So we're told. I just hate I just hate having to hang your hat on that because it's like, okay, but didn't they say that this year? Or there was a possibility this year? And so, I don't know. Maybe the UFA class or the free agent class is better next year. And they capitalize on that once they let Verona and Captain walk or something. Like, there's definitely opportunity next summer for like things to happen and things to transition it just sucks that like really all they did this year was like we got Kevin Hayes now 
instead of, you know, Ryan O'Reilly out, Kevin Hayes in. We'll just see what happens. You're like, okay, I guess so. Um, it's just not overly exciting, I guess I would say. I'm not, like, distraught or destroyed by it, but it just it didn't didn't bring me as much joy, you know? Mm-hmm. Does it bring me joy? Um, Does it spark joy? Yeah, right. And, like, I think we're in, actually, a good spot division-wise. This is, like, Nashville. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, I know what they're doing. They're rebuilding. They're trying to turn it around, but, like, I don't think they're going to be really good. Uh, you know, Chicago with Bedard. They'll be fun to watch, but I still don't think they're going to be very good. It's just Bedard. Um, you've got Winnipeg. I don't know what the hell they're going to be this year. Dallas will still be good. Yeah. Colorado will still be good. Minnesota's fine. Arizona sucks ass. Like, I think it's a division you can definitely squeak in the playoffs in for sure. But, like, and get a lot of wins out of them. But yeah. I'd feel a little different, I think, if they were all loading up. You know, if all these teams were like, oh, shit, we got five teams in this division. They all look really good. I bet. Well, we're not going to make much noise then. But yeah, I mean, I think I think you look at us. You look at our division. The wild, the wild stars and Avalanche are definitely better than us. Yeah. The Predators and Jets are probably about where we are. Yeah, yeah. And the Blackhawks and Coyotes are considerably worse than us, probably. But the Blackhawks could surprise because yeah. they could. I mean, you remember what McDavid did to yeah. the. You know, Jets or the Jets, the Oilers and his. Also, first don't put us head to head against the Coyotes because yeah. that seems to be our kryptonite. Yeah, <laughs> and then you look at the other division, like the Golden Knights, Oilers, and Kings. Obviously, are oh, playoffs yeah. teams. And I know people say like the Kraken are probably going to regress, but are they going to fall out like at the playoff picture in that division? So like, yeah. we're talking about one to two playoff spots that are even potentially open to us. And I just think, I think the, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I just think people. The biggest thing about this team that I just don't understand is, like, our goaltending is terrible, and we just don't talk about it. Oh, yeah. And people are like, you know, even the Doug Doug Armstrong, this is the defense that had a 109-point season. It's like, no, Billy Huso is the defense that had a 109-point season. (laughs) For real. And he isn't here anymore. And it's fine. And, again, like, again, you're totally right. He can't go out and be like... Yeah, nobody wanted any of these fucking guys. So yeah. we just had to keep them for a year and hope they play. Like, obviously what he wants is he keeps them for a year, hopes they play a little better, yeah. up their value a little bit, and then that combined with the cap yeah, going thing, up. maybe like, he can get rid of a couple of them. Oh, yeah, you can eat half of this. Because, like, if Colton Pareko has a good year, somebody will take it. Somebody will be like, a defenseman, oh, yeah. big defenseman, right-handed defenseman on a... $6.5 million cap hit, yeah. and he's still only 30 or whatever. Like, somebody will take that. Well, that's why it doesn't shock me that they're trying to move, like, Krug first. Because yeah. they're like, yo, if Colton Preko bounces back or plays decent, it's like, well, that's like a, ho- that's a hockey player, man, and stature and reach and everything. Yeah. But, like, Tory Krug is, like, all is always going to be power play specialist yeah. Tory Krug, and it's like, you, you already know what you get with them. And, I mean, I'm surprised... I guess I shouldn't be surprised that the Flyers were even willing to entertain that yeah. in the first place. And obviously that makes it known that he was trying to make a move and trying to get that contract moved. And I still think he's going to try like all year like hell because I'm sure he wants the flexibility. Even just even if they just dump Krug and they get picks back or I don't know mm-hmm. what the fuck. But like, you know, I'm sure he'd obviously have to trade salary to get that to work. But like... It's just like, I think you would rather just have the flexibility than be locked up to all these guys. I mean, obviously it's his fault, but 
I can't imagine. I don't know. A part of me is like, I can't imagine Tori Krug is still blue at the end of this year. I say that knowing in the future I'm envisioning myself and ah, here he still is yeah. next July. But it's like, I just, it's got to be wacky. And maybe it's just part of business and you just know that as a hockey player, it's got to be wacky when they come to you and like, we're trying to trade you. Would you go here? And you're like, no. And you're like, okay, that's fine. And then you just play, play yeah. your season there knowing that they're trying to get rid of you. We'll give you Tory Krug. You give us um, Jake DeBrusque, Boston. Yeah. He's on a one-year deal. You want the cap dump? You don't need anything for him. We'll even throw in a third-round pick. Yeah. You can have a third. What if Patrice Bergeron demands Tory Krug back? That's right. Then what are you going to do? He says, this was the defenseman that made our team run. That's right. Not Zidane Chara. Right. Not uh, Charlie McAvoy. Exactly. I Yeah. <coughs> and I do think there is some, a little something to having a new... Um, coach that'll coach the defense like that could help a little bit. I don't think it's as big a deal as some people are making out to be. Or like, oh, well, this could be a huge difference maker. I'm like, yo, kind of like you were saying earlier when we weren't podcasting. If, if that's a huge difference maker, then maybe your defensemen just are really bad or whatever. Yeah. The like the coach is like, oh, I didn't know you that I could like poke the puck away from him. Oh shit. Yeah, I think to me like. It's not that I think we're guaranteed to be terrible. It's just that I think our range is like 102 points at the extreme high end yeah. to like 70 points on the low end. Like, I don't think people are realistic about how bad this team could be. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think they're definitely like a bubble team at best. When people are like, that's not true. I'm like, oh, just, you can be, I, I can be realistic without being pessimistic and say, yeah, they could be pretty good or they like, could be a decent team. But, like, if you're going to sit there and be like, they're, like, top three in this division, like, get out of here. Come yeah. on. Come on now. Let's not be, like, it's just hard for me. It's just so crazy to have experienced last season. See everyone say all the shit they say. And then you get to a summer. Didn't do anything. Which, again, you know, your, tie, your hands are tied. There's not cap space. Whatever. You know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But it's like, just didn't do anything. That's just the reality of it. And then people are like, well, I mean, this could be really good next year. I'm like. This is the same team as last year. Now, granted, that doesn't guarantee they'll be the exact same, but it's like your range is, in a way, like the team prior that was your, whatever, 109-point season and last last year's team. And now compare, like, what team is this year's team most, like, personnel-wise? Was Mm -hmm. it two years ago or was it last year? Oh, it was last year. (laughs) Like, when no one's... When, like, that's... Like you said, too, Billy Huso in the 21-22 season, and then nine 20-goal scores. Yeah. And it's like, that's really cool. I love that season. Three that was of them gone. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, who's your other one? Barbashev. Barbashev, yeah, all gone. And that's the thing, too. Like, even if you look at this team compared to, like, the start of last year's team, like, you can say what you want about Vrana, Vrana Kapanen and, and uh, Hayes, mm. but, like, to me, undeniably, Barbashev... O'Reilly and Tarasenko were and are better players oh, than those yeah. three players. So, like, you can say it's the same team as last year, and even then I would say more or less, but it's still a little worse. Right. Now, I mean, all the, like you said, coaches are changing, the back locker room stuff, who knows yeah. what that looks like. Like, maybe we have a new captain, maybe stuff changes, maybe Kevin Hayes does bring the levity <laughs> the clubhouse needs like hey. all that's unmeasurable but like in terms of measurable who's on the ice yeah we were an 81 team last year and i don't think the team we're bringing into this season is better on paper than the team we brought into last season yeah you know? with ron and camp and stuff too it's like 
I hope they work out. And like Verona looked pretty good last year offensively, mm -hmm. but it's like it is kind of like a coin flip of like they could be, you know, stars here and turn out really well, and you could move them at the deadline or whatever yeah. or sign them. But like, or they could just be duds again. There's a reason they were waived and or traded for nothing. You know, I, like, I believe in Verona more than Kaepernick just because I'm like, okay, you had some issues and maybe that like clears up and you, you know, you play the clear head. But Kaepernick, Kaepernick did say he rediscovered his love for the game. So we're did good he really? There. Yeah, he did say I, that. I do there. like Kaepernick, but I just feel like I've, he's played enough and I've seen him enough that I'm like, yeah, you're like a fun sort of like third liner that has some speed. Like, I feel mm. like you know what he is and that's great. You still need players like that but it's just like i don't think i've seen people put him in top six over and over again i'm like eh, if he's up in your top six i think like are you just doing your weird spread it out across three lines or is someone hurt because like he really shouldn't be up there um it will be interesting to see how they they do this offense though because there is a lot of mixing and matching you can do with what they have there so i don't know i'm interested in that interested to see how like thomas and Kyra are because uh after this I don't know after those exit interviews and after like Armstrong's whole comments about like you know, players watching YouTube and stuff and wanting to just do like fun little goals and not playing for the team. I mean, I think the kind of guys, the kind of players that went to Jordan Bennington's wedding. Yeah, yeah. Those, each and every one of those players, um, it'll just be interesting to see how they bounce back or if they they take that to heart. I just went to. Uh, the Blues subreddit to see what was going on, yeah. see if there's any news I met. <coughs> and the article I published last night yeah. is the number one thing hey. on And it's probably not positive. Yeah, it's getting roasted. What was the article about? It said the Blues are not currently built to compete for 2023-24. Oh, no. The first comment says agreed. Wow. Was Way it, to go. It just said agreed. <laughs> yeah. No, it said a lot more. But 29 uh, comments, 41 upvotes. Wow. Oh. Agreed. If the team can find scoring depth to make games competitive great the anchor of the defensive core is far far worse uh man there's some good comments out here shout out to you people for not just being like this guy's unreasonable <laughs> this guy did say traffic on 270 more news at nine that's fine um hey but he's just a, he's just saying obviously which is so true um but yeah, I mean, good, good for these guys. I thought I was going to get roasted when I saw this. I was like, oh, uh, uh, we're in trouble. Uh, uh, uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't clear this article. That's right. Yeah, no, that's to be fair. What was the victory song before Gloria? My, my guy, the victory song isn't even Gloria anymore. Yeah, what? I was like, huh? The, you mean like at the end of the game? Here it is, NHLPA.com. Now, Kasperi Kapanen reignites his passion for the game in St. Louis. Wow, we do it, baby. Yeah. Come here if you're fucking <laughs> bored of this you, game. If you're tired of this game, St. Louis is the place. Even the most trying of times, Kasperi Kapanen always got the faith. When he got the call, he had been put on waivers by the Penguins. <coughs> Something told Kapanen that the new opportunity would be just what he needed to rejuvenate his game. His instincts proved to be spot on as he took his first shift in the St. Louis Blues uniform. Honestly, probably the first game said Kapanen as to when he realized it would be a good fit with his new team the first period I played close to seven or eight minutes they were just letting me go out there and do my thing I was playing alongside great players and instantly I felt really good out there bro just so you know they probably let you do your thing because they don't know what you're thinking yeah it's just like uh yeah, I don't got know nobody else bud you're a hockey player get out there and play we'll just see what happens um I guess when we, did we get him before the trade deadline? On the trade deadline, I mean, I know it was I like a, immediately before. Yeah, I know we grabbed him off waivers, but I just like to think that he was 
But he was like, I love I loved this team. I love playing with Ivan Barbashev and blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, and they traded him. And he's gone. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's something. Wasn't yeah. he on the Penguins and then he got traded to Toronto and then they traded him back to the Penguins? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Maybe he never played for the Penguins the first time. They might have picked him and then they traded I think him. They might be but there, yeah. yeah. But and, either way. I mean, I will say, I think the, the Blues have a lot of prospects. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I think it's an interesting future. Their defense prospect wise is, is still weak. Not great. <laughs> which is concerning because that's their biggest need. But yeah. like, they have a pretty solid forward group of just the like, Bulldogs, Snuggeroods, yeah. Dvorskis, Dollar Bill. Um, I can't. Dvorsky, neighbors, like those four guys plus Thomas and Cairo. Yeah, that's pretty good. You can you add a couple guys on the fringes and get a pretty good group there. Yeah, I was like, I mean, they're definitely high skill. It's not like a bunch of like Jig neighbors and stuff that we have coming up. They're all we no do have one Jig neighbors, neighbors, but not a bunch of them. Um, Whenever I hear Dvorsky now, I it does not sound like someone's name. Yeah. It sounds like when they're talking about Adam Wilde having a Dvorsky. I was like, yeah, I just like, oh, Dvorsky. <laughs> oh, you're that. I'm Jewish and you're uh, Roman Catholic. Oh, time for a Dvorsky. Um, yeah, good stuff. But who's the defense that we drafted, um, though, in the first round? Lind- uh, Lindstein. Yep. Okay. Who's the on oh, the yeah, other guy? Stenberg. Otto Stenberg. Okay, I got yeah. this. But Lindstein, I believe that. I mean, for being a relative stay-at-home guy and not a lot of offense, or whatever, they seem to think he's pretty decent. Like, I don't think he's gonna be a flashy defenseman. Seems very like you drafted like a prototypical Carl Gunnarsson, perhaps, mm-hmm. which maybe isn't what you need. But if he's top four at this point, all I'm asking for is like a top four capable defenseman. We need something like that. We obviously need a top two or an actual like top defenseman, but we'll see. Yeah, you you might have to end up packaging some of your some of your forward depth to get one of those guys because you do really miss having a guy that you picked fourth in two thousand eight and Petrangelo and brought up, and then Johnson wasn't even playing overly well, and you had somebody you could like put in right behind him that automatically played better. And you're like, oh, this is fantastic. You really. Don't care about number one defenseman until you don't have one. And then it's just like, oh, God, it's the most, like, glaring need ever. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like, oh, can I please have someone that plays, like, 23-plus minutes and is good at doing that? Yeah. And it's like, oh, those are hard to come by. Um, but, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I think they'll be creative. It seems I will give Armstrong credit and the whole Verona and Kapanen stuff that he's been creative. And I'm, I'm glad he didn't bite on any sort of, like, really dumb trades for one of those picks. I'm glad that he made all those picks if they thought, like, hey, we have our guys there. It seemed, I'd want to say in one of those draft recaps, they said that those were uh, Stenberg and Lynchstein were both players that they, like, had on their board and actually wanted a draft. So when they got to still having those picks, like, okay, we'll actually use these and don't want to trade back because they're folks we've actually seen before. So I'm excited. It'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, again, it's... As you have to inform some people on Twitter, like, when are these guys going to be playing? It's like, oh, three years from now. Yeah. And I also think, like, too, to that point, like, when I say the team's not competitive, people assume that means, like, I'm like, this team's a disaster. Don't yeah. Armstrong should be fired. It's like, 
No, man, like, I'm kind of excited. Like, yeah. I would, as I've said many times before, I would rather intentionally be prolong, like, shortening yeah. the time until we're competitive again versus, like, trying to prolong the time where we're semi-competitive right. on this side. Like, if you're, if you're not a cup contender, which we clearly aren't, then you have to be, like, consciously trying to tear down or, or build up to yeah. that point. And I just think... I write that because I don't, I I guess there's something in me. I shouldn't, I shouldn't want to kill optimism. But like when I see people who are like, I don't know, man, we could make some noise this year. I'm just like, no, we can't. Like noise in the sense that like, could we get a playoff spot? Yeah. But so could like the friggin' Blackhawks in theory or like. Yeah. I'm like, if you're, if you're, you know. If your bar is like playoffs, then it's kind of like, well, half the league makes playoffs. Yeah. So, like, that's cool. I also like imagine if we were in the Eastern Conference, we wouldn't, it would be a joke. <coughs> like, there's nobody. It's, oh, yeah. It's because the West is so weak comparatively that we can even have this conversation. For real. It's like you're in Atlantic or like the death group that is the Metropolitan. It's be way harder to, to even crack the playoffs. But yeah, it's it's just like what your bar is. I feel like there's folks out there that are just like, I just want a fun competitive season and chips land where they will and like that's cool. Like for me, I definitely want like said so like an actual competitive team that has a chance to win the cup where if they're not there, they're trying to make moves to be the get there, whether it's improving or tearing down to then go back up. And it seems like while they're kind of in a weird middle bubble spot it does feel like they're at least like in a transition period where they do have contracts at least in, at the forward position that they can move on from and retool some things around and hopefully if they can move one of these defensive contracts they have some more flexibility to actually change things that matter on this team i think that's the problem really is like you just sit there and you're like well what can you do while you just have these albatrosses just like sitting there and yeah. it's like <laughs> They're like just a chokehold. It's like if you even get rid of one, you're already like, okay, ooh, this could be fun. Let's see what we do here mm-hmm. with this money or with this flexibility. So they're they're That's almost what? there. Sorry, I didn't mean to I was say, they're almost there, and I know they're not like a cup contender, and your team doesn't always need to literally be like, it's cup this year, fucking die. You know, they're not that. But I just, yeah, I want to see a little more movement. I'd like to see. I'm an impatient person. I want to see... Um, a little more of like a plan moving forward. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know Armstrong's gonna actually come out there and tell you what it is, but it would be nice from a fan's perspective just to be like, okay, I see where like the chips are lining up and how everything's going. But yeah, it was it's always fun to have a window. We just don't really seem to have much of one right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, well, uh, oh, the one thing I was gonna say that I tried to cut you off with is like that's part of why I'm glad that Sandheim didn't end up happening because, oh, yeah. like, if we're going to get rid of those contracts, I really don't want to just immediately replace it with another. <laughs> like, even if he's fine. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people th- thought more highly of him than me, but, like, than I did. But, like, even if he's fine, like, I just don't want another beefy long I know. Contract. I'm, like, just locked up again. I'm, like, please, you just need, in this league, you need flexibility, especially with, like, it just being a cap league. Even yeah. with the cap going up, it's, like, you as annoying as it is sometimes when your team doesn't necessarily spend all the way to the cap, there is something to like being able to weaponize free cap space mm-hmm. when you can, because you're like, Oh, now you have the opportunity to do these things versus just being stuck. And be like, well, what can we do? I mean, that's pretty much not that I wanted anyone in this UFA market desperately, but 
you know, if it was a much better UFA market, it's like, well, you're fucked. You can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can't buy anybody. So, but yeah, it's, I am excited for hockey though. Like I am already kind of oddly in a point where only mid July and I'm kind of like, I'd like to watch hockey or at least blues hockey. It's been long enough. So I'm like, all right, let me, let's get this underway and see what this team's like. Cause I don't foresee anything big happening unless there's a Krug move. And it's like, all right, so this is what our team is. Let's see what it is now. I don't want to wait a, two months to, like, watch it be me. Yeah, agreed. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we sign off of here? Um, I, feel like I, I feel like I should always have something. And then you're like, you ask me, Hamilton's really good. Go see Hamilton. Um, little indie. Breaking, yeah, breaking uh, barriers yeah, with that. Little indie Broadway show. Um, you know, if you're ever on Broadway, not near the river, not near the Mississippi River in St. Louis, but you know, uh, in New York City, go see Hamilton. It's great stuff. Um, they rap. Just saying, you know, if you're not into that, look, I'm pretty white. I'm very white. Um, and I liked it. So, you know, that means you'll like it too, fellow hockey nerd. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good show. I've seen it on uh, Disney Plus, which doesn't count, but you know it's fine. It's there. It's got the OG cast though. There, you know, that's I right. had no OG cast. Yeah, I got to see Leslie Odom Jr. and others do their thing. So you know that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, From the comfort of my home. That's right. Thanks Disney Plus during COVID and everything. Uh, all right, well, folks, uh, that's it. We gotta we gotta go visit Bucky's here in a little bit, so we got things to do, very important things to do. Oh yeah, I have not been yet, but I'll already tell you, Bucky's over Wally's. Every yeah, day. I've, oh guys, you have no idea. Wally's has a lot of space in it. Like, there's a lot of space, yeah. and they didn't like fill it. Bucky's with as much. is equally big, but there's no space. There's yeah. not. The, I want shoulder, pickled everything. Oh, oh baby, you're gonna see it. It's pickled. It's all pickled. <laughs> it's all beavered, and it's all everything. It's great. <laughs> it's all beavered, uh, but not in a creepy way. Phrasing so. So, uh, folks, until next time when we are separated once again, uh, we'll we'll do tier lists and God knows all sorts of things. Here plenty in the of summer. Future. But uh, for now, from Jacksonville, Florida, it's the Two Guys One Cup podcast signing off. Uh, you have a wonderful week and enjoy the rest of your July. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.